You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, back once again. Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good because we're going to talk a little bit NASCAR. Oh, dude, heck yeah, let's do it. That's right. We're going to do a little shake and bake and a little rubber puck because we're going to talk hockey. It's a little odd. I miss my pigskin. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on in the football world right now, so we're talking <laughs> puck, baby. All right. So, first up, you ready to talk some NASCAR? A little shake and bake? Let's do it. Shake and bake, baby. All right. Wonder Bread team go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Nashville results. For the first time in a long time, Nashville was home to NASCAR this past weekend. And in first place was Kyle Larson, the number five Chevrolet. And second place was Ross Chastain in the number 42 Chevrolet. And number three was William Bryan in the number 24 Chevrolet. Chevy was dominating this race. I tell you what, look at that. Uh, number four was Eric Almarola in the number 10 Ford. Number five was Kevin Harvick in the number four Ford. That's a little weird to say, isn't it? Number four was number 10 and number five was number four. <laughs> and number six, Ricky Steinhouse Jr. in the 47 Chevy. Number seven was Daniel Suarez in the number 22 Chevy. And number eight was Kurt Busch in the number one Chevy. At number nine was Christopher Bell in the 20 Toyota. And number 10, Joey Logano in the 22 Ford. The cup standings, as they sit currently. Number one, geez, I wonder who it could be? It'd be Kyle Larson mm-hmm. in the number five Chevy. Martin Truex Jr. in the number 19 Toyota. Number three is Joey Logano in the 22 Ford. Number four is William Bryan, or Byron, sorry, in the 24 Chevy. Number five is Chase Elliott in the number nine Chevy. Uh, number six is Kyle Busch in the number 18 Toyota. Number seven is Alex Bowman in the 48 Chevy. Number eight, Ryan Blaney in the 12 Ford. Number nine is Brad Kozlowski in the number two Ford. Number 10 is Michael McDowell in uh, 
than the number 34 Ford. Number 11 is Christopher Bell and the 20 Toyota. 12th and just outside the top 11, Denny Hamlin, the number 11 Toyota. 13th is Kevin Harvick in the number 4 Ford. 14th is Chris Boucher in the number 17 Ford. Number 15 is Tyler Reddick in the number 8 Chevy. And sitting in last place of the cup standings for the playoffs is Austin Dillon in the number 3 Chevy. Woo! Are you ready? Let's do it, brother. Kyle Larson has kept his winning streak with another, going with another win at Nashville this last weekend. Larson was dominating all day as he led 264 out of a possible 300 laps of the Ally, Ally sorry, 400. He is one win away from matching Jimmy Johnson's mark of four straight points races back in 2007. Larson has won the last four races he's been in, including the All-Star race for $1 million. He, is now, he now has four point-paying wins on the season and is in, on top of the standings. So technically he has five wins if you count the All-Star race, but if you don't count the All-Star race, race it's four. Uh, looking, it's looking like Larson may be the heavy favorite to win the Cup Series championship this year, but anything can happen once the playoffs begin. So Cooper, what have you been thinking of Kyle Larson's dominance in NASCAR of late, man? What are they putting in his field, dude? I don't know. Jet fuel? It's what it seems like. like. Seriously, dude. Like, four wins already. Five, including the All-Star race. And he's the pole sitter for next next week's race at Pocono. Dude, this is crazy, man. Quite the streak, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's been entertaining to watch Kyle Larson this season. And he's been dominant. Um, I mean, we talked about this uh, earlier in the season. With his first win, how Larson... Got in trouble last year with the uh, racial slur he said during the uh, simulation race um, that NASCAR was doing during the pandemic. Uh, and to be able to come back now and now be as dominant as he is, it's fascinating to watch. And uh, it's going to make the playoffs even more intriguing to see if he can uh, continue his dominance um, as we progress um, towards the playoffs and into the playoffs for NASCAR. Definitely agree with that, man. This is going to be interesting to see. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Do you see anybody from the 16 um, drivers that we've mentioned that may knock off Larson? Oh, dude. Um, Let's see here. Maybe, maybe, maybe Martin Truex Jr. Maybe. 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 The one I'd be interested to see if he can... He hasn't won a race yet, but he's had lots of top five and top ten finishes. It's going to be Denny Hamlin, the number 11 Toyota. Definitely, dude. It'll be interesting to he's, see what He's the wild card as of right now. So Still hasn't won a race, huh? Still hasn't won a race, but he's still inside the top 16 because Kyle Larson keeps keeping him alive. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, keep winning, keep winning, keep winning. He's, just, just leave one for me. <laughs> leave me one spot, please. I will lead the rest of this field in points as long as you just all keep winning at me. Because <laughs> if anybody else, else in that top 16 wins, there's five drivers and uh, four, not including Hamlin, that could start uh, winning some races and start making things a lot more difficult on Hamlin. It's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens in the, yeah. in the near future. But your your guess with Martin Truex Jr. is the correct one. He's won the second most races at three. Yeah. Um, he made it to three before Larson did. So, you know, that's a good call. It's not like Truex is just a terrible driver all of a sudden. It's just Larson's on a hot streak. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not safe to say that Truex can't get back on track and 
We can't, Pun intended, we can't I guess. tell them they're roiding, can we? We can say they got something they feel. I want his car checked they, for they steroids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's juicing, guys. He's juicing. Them tires got some specialized rubber on them, don't they? <laughs> we don't know, but man, it's sure been fun. All right, the NASCAR Hall of Famer Jeff Gordon has been named Vice Chairman of Hendrick Motorsports. It was announced on June 23rd, 2021. So yesterday. Gordon will leave Fox's broadcast and analyst team after the 2021 season. Gordon spent his entire cup career with Hendrick Motorsports when he debuted in 1992 in the number 24 Chevrolet. He spent 24 years driving for Hendricks. In 1999, he became an equity owner of um, Hendricks Motorsport and is still the only partner of the organization. The role of vice chairman puts Gordon second in command right behind chairman and owner Rick Hendricks. So, Cooper, your thoughts on Jeff Gordon leaving the booth and joining back up with Rick Hendrick and Hendrick Motorsports. Well, you know that, you know, once you get racing in your blood, dude, uh, it's it's always there, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a good fit for the Hendricks, you know, company. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be very good for their, for their, uh, for their team. So mm-hmm. it's going to be awesome, dude. Yeah, it's going to be um, really interesting to I see I mean, you and brings. I both don't really care for Jeff Gordon. No. But... He really is one of them top racers that mm-hmm. there's only a handful of guys out there that you can put out there with. Right. So. Jimmy Johnson being one of them, of course. Dale Sr., Richard Petty, yeah. of course. Just to name a few guys that are... And Junior. Well, of course, Junior. There you go. Junior just didn't have the championships. That's, yeah. That's the only thing Junior didn't have. That. But when we're talking about, when it comes to dominant racing and championships... Oh, definitely, yeah. Jeff Gordon is definitely up there in the upper echelon. Um, just dominating races. Of course, Junior had quite a bit of dominating races. He just never won the championship. Which was sad, but... So you think maybe is. this is a way of maybe Rick kind of stepping down a little bit and yeah. handing off the reins a little bit there? Quite possibly. I mean, Jeff Gordon isn't like he's a dummy. And, of course, one of the things uh, even Jeff Foxworthy said, the reason why people don't like him is because he enunciates... So we know he's educated because <laughs> yeah. he can actually speak well because <laughs> of that education. Um, I think this is actually probably him grooming um, Gordon for eventually being the uh, chairman. I'm sure Hendrick will stay the main owner and Hendrick's family will probably continue to run the organization as a family. But until that point, It'll I think he's going Hendrick to... name, but it'll be... Yeah, but Gordon, I'm sure, might be some point down the road um, chairman. You know, unless, of course, one of Hicks' children, or, I mean, Hicks, Rick's children, Rick Hendrick's children, um, steps in and, and uh, causes that to be a problem. Which I don't think, because Gordon is beloved by the family, because he did a lot to help out um, the Hendrick uh, racing, <clears throat> excuse me, racing team and get them to where they are um, as a race team in NASCAR. All right, so we're going to switch over to some ice hockey. Let's do it. The NHL Final Four has been back and forth in each series. Both series are 3-2. to two, And surprisingly, the Golden Knights are one of the teams that are actually down 3-2. to two. The Golden Knights looked poised to be the team to beat, but the Canadiens' momentum thus far in the playoffs has been benefiting them as they are riding high with two games to win one in advance to the Stanley Cup Finals. The Golden Knights took a 1-0 lead in the series, but have struggled just to get to their second win. 
which tied the series at two. But the Canadians took back control of the series three to two and have a chance to end the end the series at home. Cooper, do you see the Canadians winning Game Six and ending the series, or do you think the Knights force Game Seven oh, back on their home ice? It, it's a big possibility here, uh, but. You know, you can't count out, count out the Golden Knights, dude. Uh, you know, they're a good team. So, yeah. we definitely will see what happens here. Uh, but there's a good chance that this series is going to be over. Yeah, I. it's going to be hard. Like I said, the Canadians have a much, much, bunch of momentum going for them right now. They've been just unbelievable um, since the playoffs start in the North Division playoffs where they were just surprising everybody, especially when they surprised the Maple Leafs like they did. Holy crap, dude. That was unbelievable. And then to sit here and turn around and beating the number one ranked team of the final four remaining teams like they are, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I have a hard time saying that the Canadians lose this game in the Golden Knights' fourth game seven back in Vegas. But you never know. But if they can, I give the Golden... I will give the Golden... If the Golden Knights can force game seven... I think home ice advantage will be enough for them in Game 7 to advance to the finals, the Stanley Cup finals. Oh, yeah, definitely. But they got to win Game 6. I mean, obviously, you have to win Game 6 to force Game 7. Yeah. Otherwise, the series is over. But I'm just saying, they, they're the only way, of course, I give them that full chance is if they beat the Canadians. Oh. Whereas, obviously, if the Canadians win, then it's over. But I'm just saying. I don't see. I have a hard time seeing the Canadians gaining back momentum in the series, going back to Vegas with Vegas usually pretty dominant at home. All right. In the other series, the Tampa Bay Lightning have been dominant as they try to repeat as Stanley Cup champions. Excuse me. They won um, the last game against the Islanders eight to nothing to take a commanding three two series lead. The Islanders took uh, took Game One two to one in the series, but like the Golden Knights, have struggled to stay in the series. They do have the benefit of Game 6 being in New York and have the home crowd to try to urge them to force a Game 7. Cooper, can the Islanders force Game 7 back to Tampa? Or do the Tampa Bay, who have been dominant and destroyed them in Tampa in Game 5, finish the series off? If New York shows up and their goalie shows up, I think they might have a chance. Right, giving up eight goals. <laughs> like, what the hell, dude? The team that is your goals. job. Stop that puck, damn it. Right. If has nobody ever watched the Mighty Ducks, come on now. <laughs> do we need Do we need to duct tape this guy to a friggin'... We just need Goldberg. <laughs> we need Goldberg. Or can we, or can we get Julie Gaffney? Right, Julie right. said the good glove. Come on, man! Dang. What's going on here? This is crap. <laughs> yeah, if they sh- if he sh- if their goalie shows up, they have a chance. But eight eight to nothing. Yeah, dude. That, that I mean, that's bad in a baseball game. Yeah, but but hockey. Yeah, hockey's usually a really low slow. You know. A low-scoring game, especially in the playoffs, you really don't see an eight-nothing blowout in the playoffs. That's just you like, might get one of those in the regular season where you're like, okay, you've been the team that you face that you just blew out has been like playing so many straight games. They're yeah. probably tired, jet lagged, something. But eight-nothing in the playoffs. The playoffs? Yeah, that looks bad. That's that shit's mm. even on TV, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you can't even. Yeah, you can't you hide can't that hide game from that. You can't hide from that. <laughs> National television, 
destroyed. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess I could say I, at I least say it was in Tampa. I say it's over for him. I just say it's over. You, you there, think there, the Tampa there, Bay Lightning in this? Yeah, there's no way, dude. Eight freaking to nothing. Yeah. Come on, man. That's just ridiculous. That alone should have just ended what, the what series. They just call it, call it, call dude. It. I, I, at least they did that on the road. Or duct tape your damn goalie to the freaking post. Well, and... you can't do that during a game. Yeah, well, no dub. But... <laughs> during uh, practice, it like... would be awesome, though, wouldn't it? Oh, uh... like here, don't move. Makes you wish you can get the uh, the really over like almost like that fat guy in the commercial. Remember the commercial where the really fat guy comes in <laughs> and just backs up into the goal, basically. Me backing into the goal. <laughs> you can't get it past me because <laughs> I'm so big. Basically, that's what they need, right? <laughs> that was ridiculous. I will say, at least they were on the road in Tampa during that blowout. Because if that was at home, I definitely would have said this series was over. Because <laughs> if this went back to Tampa after an 8 0 blowout in New York, yeah, this series would have been over. I wouldn't have given them a chance. This goalie better uh, watch out because I'm sure that coach is not happy. No, he'll be lucky to be with the team next year um, if <laughs> this ends up being. If he's bad. even playing this next game, true, true. That's that's a big. <laughs> All right, man. So that, wow. that's uh, that does it for us on that. <laughs> That's all of our notes for tonight. Um, Boy, man, that's that's just crazy right there on national television, too. I mean, well, it's going to be uh, intriguing to say the least. So we'll be back again tomorrow, um, hopefully with Worldwide Sports Talk. Because we never know anymore. <laughs> Something might come World up. Was, Worldwide Sports Talk is just a hard thing for us to do. I mean, it is. It's a little hard. It's hard because it's so much. But we got we got some good stuff to talk about. We got to talk about John Rom and his uh, U.S. Open win after being pulled out a few um, uh, a few tournaments ago. I can't almost forgot the word for golf. What they call those freaking events that they have oh, tournaments? Um, when he got COVID, when he had that six six stroke lead going into the last round. Remember we talked about that. Yeah. Um, so he ends up coming back. To the U.S. Open, winning that, um, and we get to kind of talk about the fall of DeChambeau in that, <laughs> because DeChambeau was kind of winning that for a while and fell apart on Sunday. Someone needs to have figure out to wear uh, get his uh, red and black tiger shirt and pant combo and maybe see if that's a better look for. Because <laughs> <laughs> when Tiger wears that power power red shirt and black slacks. And he's watch got out. a lead, and he's got a lead. Watch out, because he ain't probably giving that shit. Because that man's on fire. Mm-hmm. So that's we'll it. talk about that. Um, has there been anything else that we need to talk about? Oh, we still have to talk about the, um, uh, was it Logan Paul and Mayweather fight? We didn't get to talk about right, that. Right, yeah. We also get to talk about uh, Chad Johnson getting knocked down in his match. <laughs> All right, now leave a little something for him on the next podcast, bro. All right, all right. That's about it, too, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure it out. I'll figure it out the notes. We'll get it done. We love you guys. Thank you for listening, and thank you for bearing with us. We've been going through a lot, and uh, 
you know, with, with Big Man being sick, and then my birthday rolling around. Father's Day. Father's Day. It's been hectic, so... We love you guys, and thank you so much. We appreciate you. Yes, we enjoy every one of you. And, of course, back on normal schedule, of course, Saturday with Wrestling Talk as we recap Hell in a Cell. And, of course, Basketball Talk is where be, and Baseball Talk will be back on normal schedule Sunday. We hope. <laughs> We're hoping. Fingers crossed. And we talk about the uh, Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals. Whether or not the Western Conference Finals is still going on Sunday, we don't know yet, but we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> hmm. I hope it's over by then. And, of course, we're hoping for a really good Eastern Conference Finals uh, and those surprising Atlanta Hawks. Definitely, man. It's going to be interesting. It's been crazy. Mm-hmm. Love it, though. Mm-hmm. I love the craziness that we've been getting this postseason, oh, yes. other than the Lakers losing. But I will say this one quick thing before we go. I'm sick and tired of all you Clipper fans berating us for losing early in the lap. At least we beat the Suns when they didn't have Chris Paul. <clears throat> Wait, hold on. How many championships do you guys have? Oh, that'd be a big fat zero. How many? Goose egg. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. How many Lakers have? 17. Tied for the most in NBA history with the Celtics. And I think, uh, you know... I think we're a lot closer to 18 than you are to yeah, 1. Yeah, so there you go. And I don't mean just in number. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll probably win 18 before you win 1. Booyah! I agree. Yeah! Alright. So was- on that, <laughs> that does it for us here in Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking sports. sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at Sports Talk dot Cooper dot Big Man. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk. W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.